0: The following conversation with Bryn Hazel from the Center for Compassionate Living aired on the 23rd of February, 2019 on The Point, a daily show highlighting local community members' issues and events. This conversation focuses on the damage done with labeling and judging. Other episodes with Bryn can be found through audio.kpov.org slash Friday Point, They're also available through the Center for Compassionate Living at CompassionateCenter.org. This recorded segment is a production of KPOV, 88.9 FM, High Desert Community Radio. Opinions voiced on this segment are those of the host and the guest and do not necessarily represent those of the board, staff, and other volunteers of KPOV. Bryn, I really liked our conversation last month in January, and we were talking about how labels can really interfere with our connecting with people.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think also they can lead to a sense of being disempowered because if we think people are doing it to us, then what are we to do? That's what they're doing to us. (laughs) sort of creates a helplessness. Um, And so what I like to recognize is, well, what's my part? Not... Are they right or wrong? It's what's my part and what can I do? So I feel much more empowered, have an opportunity to change things when I think about that.
0: So if I'm understanding you feel more empowered to bring about change when you recognize your investment or your involvement my
1: part in it
0: your part in the whole scenario Yeah. so
1: like last time we talked about somebody who uh sometimes a man who talks more than everyone else at the dinner table no one has said anything except they're rolling their eyes at each other and then they go into the kitchen and go can you believe it he just never stops talking and then when everybody leaves they go like wow he just dominated the whole thing so I want to go now that I think back on those kinds of things I think uh why did not I just say something? Why was I a party to it? It was like somehow I was held captive by this person. And now I realize that I'm not going on myself like it's my I'm in, you know, I'm to blame or whatever. It's not about You're not that. A yeah. It's just like, oh my gosh, I can say something. And so it gives me this opportunity now to say excuse me or as a friend of mine, um I think Carol Delmonico, you know, she came up with this wonderful practice where people get two minutes each, you know, to create a new, fairer way to have conversations so that it does have that equality, so everybody is heard. And I want to say in that particular one, too, it's introverts get really lost in these kinds of conversations. But in in the kind of conversations where everybody gets shared time, then everybody gets a chance to talk, not just the extroverts, not just those who are used to talking. So I, I really like it a lot. That's a, I mean that, that's coming up with a plan. So that's part of it. Or the other part is just like, excuse me, I'd like to I'd like to talk about this, too.
0: Yeah, or I've heard some comments that you've made that I'd really like to comment on. Yeah. You know, could could we just kind of go back and... Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Because I'm not sure that I agree with what you said about blah, blah, blah. Yes. It's stepping up. Yeah, I think it's stepping up, and I and it's I, uncomfortable a lot because we're
1: practiced. We're such nice people, and we're so used to listening, and, and yet
0: we're not very nice when we're in the kitchen no, and just, saying, you know. can you believe how <laughs> yes. much he talked to I me? Mean, that is certainly not right? very nice. Right, it isn't.
1: But it's like we're held captives, and I'm going like, wait a minute. We're not captives. We're really not. <laughs> no, it, no, we just need to uncaptive ourselves.
0: And it is different if culturally we've been trained to not interrupt and definitely not, quote, confront. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine, instead of confront, she uses the word engage.
1: Yes, I think it's a much better word.
0: And and that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm engaging in the dialogue and the conversation. It requires us to recognize that we're complaining and moaning and groaning a lot. That if we really don't like it, it's our job to just speak up in a nice way and engage them to either give us the platform or let somebody else finish their opinion or just move the conversation along. I I was thinking of Carol Delmonico's suggestion of everybody has two minutes. And then if somebody really doesn't have anything to say about the topic, they can pass on their two minutes to the person next to them like Congress does. (laughs) It's valuable for us not to victimize ourselves because that's what we're doing. We're putting the gag in our mouth by not saying something. And then,
1: like we talked about, and then we go into the kitchen and we're building up all this resentment against this person, and we're not, as you said, engaging them. We're not bringing it up. We're not saying. And we're
0: not being very nice. Well, how are
1: they supposed to know? Mental telepathy?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) By our eye rolling?
0: <laughs> it would be nice if people did take a chance to observe whether they're being heard. I can tell when people are tuning me out because their eyes kind of roll to the back <laughs> of their, their their head. What you said last month I thought was really pertinent, though, too. We don't maybe want to have the conversation about taking over the dinner talk, so to speak, at that moment, but if it's my husband or if it's a good friend of mine, I think there's a way that we can say, you know, I'd love to hear other people's conversation or sometimes it feels like I'm being lectured to. And there are ways that we can ask for the change that we want and need. And then the other person has the right to say yes or no too.
1: Yes, and I think that our conversation has a lot to do with my pattern as a woman, being the listener. So my work is to speak up. And that's what what we've been talking about. And I also want to say, I think it's also the responsibility of the people who have been talking to kind of look at themselves and go, just what you were saying, to look at themselves and go, do I
0: do that? And I have female friends who do that. But I certainly don't know of any men at least not in my world, I'm not saying that they're not out there, Uh who reflect back on their pontification, so to speak.
1: So that's I think that's something to bring up to people like, did you realize that you talked 20 minutes during our dinner tonight and everybody else just listened and they might have wanted to talk?
0: And maybe you might have wanted to hear their thoughts on what you were saying. And maybe that too. But
1: done in a way that's not like, you jerk, (laughs) because as we're getting out of these patterns, what we need to do is what does it look like? Not call people names. That's what we got started with last time. But what behavior do we see? And what would we like differently? So it's observational is what it's not judgmental in the sense of calling you a name or labeling you for talking too much at dinner. It's more about did you notice that you talked this much? And I think I would have liked to have heard other people. I wonder if you think about that maybe next time we have dinner. Uh, also listening to other people as well as talking. How do you feel about that? So not doing it out of this gur, but just helping each other.
0: And, and that's what trusting, open, loving relationships are. Yeah. At least that's the kind I'd like to have. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time we could take this conversation to a place of exploring methods to communicate with people who really think differently than we do, especially on a political level. Sure. Because I think that there's a way that that we can open the door for communication and also recognize that our vehement attacking of the other side— on both sides, maybe working against what we say and profess we want to have happen. So maybe we could talk about this in March, yes? Yeah, I'd
1: love to. Thanks.
0: Thank you. You've been listening to Bryn Hazel from the Center for Compassionate Living, and again, she's given us some really good reasons why labeling doesn't help us in building trusting relationships, and also it doesn't really help us in solving some problems that we perceive. Bryn, thanks again.
1: Thank you, Carolyn. I appreciate it.
0: And what's the connection to the center?
1: Compassionatecenter.org.